0: All right, welcome again to Texas Man Cave. I am Aaron Garrett, and I'm here with my buddy Jeremy Muxlow. And uh, yeah, man, we're just um, episode two, episode number two. Let's do it. uh, Excited to keep this rolling. Um, Just talking about guy stuff and life, right?
1: Life and guy stuff.
0: Well, I'm going to open it up with this question. You're probably not going to like it too much. What What's more devastating? Would you rather lose on a blowout or would you rather come back and lose the way the Lions did? Whew. That's a tough one. So That's they're blowing out, right? They're blowing them out, kicking butt. And at halftime, we think this is going to be a blowout and just they're going to walk away with it. I thought it was over. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is great. Yeah. Would have, we, been, would have been so good for the city of Detroit. Yeah, we talked about that. How good. you Man. Know, they, they need it but uh, hey dude it's pretty successful
1: it is and I was I was really happy this week to see everybody that I've got um on social media and stuff like that just friends from from living l- growing up in Detroit and uh, a lot of them were taking it the right way there's a few yeah. there was a few of them even that flip-flopped sure. right at right at first they're like man Dan Campbell threw this thing away <laughs> and this and that and and then uh, gave them a day or two to calm down, and sure. you start seeing the posts. You know, we got to be thankful for what we got, what we did. Everybody, you know, they went two games probably further than most everybody in Michigan thought that they were going to go. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it is. Uh, there was a lot of good that came out of it. I think that I think that it's going to be good for next year for them. Um, everybody realizes, you know. they've They've been a joke for so long. Yeah, <laughs> that is, it's, it's almost uh, like
0: everybody was just sitting there waiting for them to screw up towards the yeah, end of the season. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, me included. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, especially when they got on that streak, they were what six and 7 and zero, something like that. Right. And it was like, man. They they're gonna royally mess this up soon and they, and they did start you know it mm-hmm. was like they went on like a two game losing streak or something everybody like, was here like here yep, goes yeah <laughs> this is this is where it all falls apart and, and uh, I mean they kept it going they they did more than anybody has ever done in what thirty years right thirty one years right. <laughs> so, especially
0: to look back just a few years ago they didn't win a single game sixteen and zero that's insane zero and sixteen.
1: Or Oden, yeah, Owens yeah, Owen sixteen. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. It was so I mean, yeah, it's to to see where they've come from in just a few short years, that's pretty impressive, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um I do I was pretty devastated after sure. the half. <laughs> it was it was I swore it was like another team stepped onto the field. Yeah. And I mean they made it they mounted a good comeback towards the end. I mean if they would have gotten an onside kick.
0: Yeah, who knows? But. Right. My, I, uh, one of the guys I work with, he's um, a very, very loyal 49ers. And oh so at man. halftime, we've got a big group with everybody we work with. And, dude, we were ragging on him, like saying, you got to shave your head. And, like, you made a bet. And he's like, I did not make a bet. And I was like, I was there. I was there. you got to shave your head. And so then, uh, you know, as it turned really quick and uh, – it's like so who's shaving their head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh man it's uh it's crazy. What what's uh so what's your answer?
1: I I think I I, I hate losing so bad that I, I don't think I could ever live down like being just blown out as a as a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I the
0: uh, Falcons and what was it? Uh, New England a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that one too.
1: I would rather I would <laughs> rather just lose by a little bit. Yeah. I would rather at least
0: know you're competitive and in the game yes yes a couple calls
1: a different way yeah Couple plays a different way yeah yeah well and i think the whole game would have been a different it would have been a different game period had um oh what's that uh 49ers uh the guy that caught it when it bounced off the lion's head oh yeah yeah (sighs) insane what are the chances of that happening crazy like i have never seen anything like that i was like oh my gosh but they say it's all scripted
0: you know so they do say it's <laughs> scripted what do you what do you think about that what's your thoughts on that i, I, was, I was on lot tick tock they were talking to an older player and he's like yeah man it's like wwe man we know what's going on and you know we we don't really have practice it's more of like a, a walkthrough of the script and he was just playing up to it you know yeah. but like there's so many things that are left up to chance. or so many th- Like, how are you going to script a missed field goal? You yeah. know what I mean? like it, It's – I guess they could have some – the refs obviously have a huge influence on some of the games and the calls and stuff. But, like, realistically. That is that
1: is the one thing. Like, I don't know if you – if you did you watch the Green Bay 49ers game? Mm-hmm. The last play, yeah. like after the time clock, how, how do you not right go back and I, do it? Yeah, you that just doesn't work. It? Yeah. I mean, everybody in the world saw the clock go to zero and then them
0: snap the ball. Right. But because he didn't have the time to see the clock, go checks the ball, checks the clock, and like do his, blow his whistle, like it's just. Yeah, it's
1: come on, man. Some and that's that's what gets me about the NFL. That's that's what I don't understand. Is sometimes you see like, like okay, that was a fair call, you know, and and especially when they go back and look at the replays and they're like, okay, yeah, the guy was out.
0: Yeah,
1: right. All right, cool, fair call, stuff like that. And it's always the plays that oh, we're not reviewing that. There's no call. There's no challenge on the field. There's no this, <laughs> that, and the other thing. And everybody's like. Come on, man. Everybody you, saw it. Yeah, how yeah. did you not
0: see that happen? Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you know about the uh, San Francisco quarterback, Brock? Nothing. So he was the last player drafted. Really? His salary was like 830000 for the year. And I saw today he's pretty much exhausted all his funds between rent and everything. Well, they keep having this playoff run. And 49ers fans started to go fund me. Oh my god. And donated to it for his rent to help him, you know, last and make Ooh. it through the season.
1: What kind of place is he renting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you gotta think just like all his training, all the I mean, just living in that area's gotta be astronomical anyways, you know, but um yeah. I'm sure he's kinda I mean, he's he's shown up, man. He's gonna get paid yeah. now. So, oh, yeah. but to be the last guy in the draft and now you're the quarterback for the Super Bowl, like that's yeah. pretty uh, cool. that's huge. Everybody talks about Tom Brady, six quarterbacks getting passed before they picked him, and <laughs> he was still yeah. picked in the sixth round, you
1: know. So, well, and how ironic is it that golf playing in his hometown where he yeah. went to school and everything? Well, and he played for the 49ers, didn't he? Did golf? Didn't he? No, he was with the Rams. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. traded from the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, that, that's that's some crazy stuff there. right? And then I mean, to go
0: in and beat them, you know? Yeah. Like that was cool.
1: Yeah. So. And now it's, I don't know. I had, I had hopes and dreams for them. That's for sure. Yeah. I think if, I think that they would have got past the 49ers, I really think they had a good shot at, at the chiefs. They already beat
0: the yeah. chiefs. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a good one too. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that more next week. Maybe. Yeah, But, um, So on to the Chiefs then. This is their uh, first time they've had two road wins in the playoffs since 1969. All their previous runs the past couple years have been, they've had home field advantage. Ah. So this is the first time they were on the road to get to the Super Bowl. See, and I was worried about that with the
1: the Lions. Yeah. They were at home for two games and they killed it. (laughs) Go on the road and look at that. But yeah, it's. I mean, home field advantage is huge, especially when you have when you have a team that really gets behind your team, right? You know, yep. or you have a, a population that gets right. behind your team. You yeah. know, I mean, Detroit was freaking electric. Yeah, they had almost they almost sold out the stadium for the watch party. <laughs> that's nuts. I mean, right? You know, I mean, it's that's when, that's a college thing. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but not. Yeah, I see that in the pros.
1: Yep. I mean, it's, you know, so I mean, if you have if you have people rallying behind your team, it's, it's huge at home. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, same thing with, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a Michigan-Michigan uh, State game. Yeah. That's done in Ann Arbor at the, I mean. Huge rivalry game. Yeah. And I mean, the everybody whole shows stadium is just. Packed out. Yeah. It's insane. You could never hear yourself think over right. that. You know, but, I mean, to be a player and getting behind that, that's huge.
0: Yeah. yep, That's awesome. Well, I know around here everybody's Chiefs fans from Pat Mahomes because he went to Texas Tech. But, like, it's kind of crazy. I think uh, I was at a work thing, and they split everybody up in groups. It was like, all right, if you're following Chiefs, go over here. If you're uh, Texans fans when they were still in, and, like, if you're a Lions fan. So, like, more than half the room went to the – Chiefs table, oh, and the sure guy right. on the Texans was like, if, if Pat Mahomes was on the, the Texans, everybody would be over here. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So. <laughs> yeah. But I think they kind of lucked out, you know, having Andy Reid and just being an amazing organization. But uh, I saw also since 2018, they have 14 postseason wins. That's the most in a six-season span in the NFL. I believe it. Are they the next, like, dynasty? What do they got to do to reach that benchmark to be like Tom know. Brady, Bill Belichick? esque
1: I think I think Patrick Mahomes is well on well on his way to be the next Tom Brady. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I I really think he's uh, he's done some amazing things in the NFL already. Yeah. I mean, you can't and and it seems like it seems like there is a lot of people out there trying to discount that, but right. he. He is. Right. I mean, he's an amazing, amazing quarterback. The they try to give uh,
0: benefits to the receivers and say, hey, yep. well, like if anybody could throw it to him, you know, and it would be successful. But you still got to make the passes. Yeah. You know? like It's because he wears his helmet goofy.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> what it's all about. That's <laughs> why nobody wants to give him the recognition. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you got Andy Reid coaching too, man. I mean, that's somebody just like Bill Belichick. He's yeah. what he did it in Philadelphia, right? When they won a championship, he was a coach yes. up there, wasn't he? Yeah. So, I think so, like, he's he's a definitely got the pedigree. Where's Bill Belichick going to end up? Does he retire? I don't know, man. I saw he uh, interview with the Falcons, and they decided to pass on him. And like, the big wager was like, if he doesn't go to the Falcons, then there's really nowhere else that he would end up. I thought I heard rumors that he was Cowboys. Oh, I saw that too. But yeah, they, they I saw gave something an about the Cowboys. They they decided to stick with uh, oh, what's his name Cowboys coach. He was a Packers. What was our fact checker.
1: <laughs> I can't even think. My I can't think of his name. Good grief. He was who with like, the Packers
0: forever. Who likes the Cowboys, anyways? Amen to that. <laughs> dude i was a i was a i was a I was a cowboys fan when i was a kid yeah and uh women the super Bowls and then when they got rid of jimmy johnson like just because your ego's too big like get rid of jerry and I'll be back on the cowboys bandwagon. yeah but until then like and that's never gonna happen yeah no. so i mean like it it sucks i mean it doesn't suck but it's it's uh it's fun to give cowboys fans like a bunch of grief and i'm sure you're one of them aren't you oh i don't <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to admit it in front of yeah. us <laughs> and it
1: was uh, Mike McCarthy
0: there we go Mike McCarthy yeah. yeah so won several Super Bowls with Green Bay right you know with uh, did he get it with Aaron Rodgers was that like one of his last seasons Had to. that was uh, Aaron Rodgers was it was green, Brett Favre was Green Bay, Bay with green since Bay. the dinosaurs so. yeah but Brett Favre before that I know that's when they got one but Anyways, um, yeah, so. so something that's going to be hard uh, for the 49ers, the Chiefs have only allowed 10 points in the second half of this postseason. Really? Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, that is.
0: Overall game? <laughs> like, yeah, or, Over all Yeah. Over everything. That, yeah, that's what I saw was only 10 points in the second half of this postseason. So I don't know if that's total for every postseason game or if it's like average. Maybe average of 10 maybe points. Maybe average. I mean, I could see it. it. It seems like the Chiefs, every game, the other team kind of gets a jump on them or gets a little bit of a head, and then, you know, they got to fight back. And they just come back and destroy. You just know it's going to happen. Right. So, it's also their fourth Super Bowl in five seasons. How many teams have ever done that? I don't know. You got the facts on it? Three. Three? Yep. Really?
1: Yep. I can't believe there's three that did it. Yeah. That's Only three teams have ever done four Super Bowls in <laughs> five seasons. Was it? It had to be. Let me see if I can get it. Well, I'm New sure, England, yeah.
0: It gotta be New England, yeah. I'm not sure New, New England.
1: England, um, Pittsburgh, maybe they had a run. Pittsburgh could be one. And if I had to guess, Buffalo Bills, I was gonna
0: say that same thing. Buffalo Didn't Bills. win one, yeah. Buffalo Bills for a while, they there. had a, they were they couldn't close on it, but they yeah, were, they were there, they were
1: there all the time. Yep. Jim Kelly, yeah, <laughs> back yep. in those days, yeah.
0: So, uh, going back to Brady and Mahomes, you've got one final game, Super Bowl, to win it all. You want Brady your quarterback, or you want Mahomes to be your quarterback?
1: I think Mahomes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Even Brady in his prime. I mean he's an old guy, he doesn't scramble much. Yeah. They always had great defenses, but you know, I think this day and age it's I think it's already evolved a lot to be in more even more so a quarterback driven league. Yeah, and Brady always had good running back stuff too. Look at the
1: Did you see the rushing yards for the 49ers quarterback?
0: No. <laughs>
1: he had over 100 rushing yards. I mean, that'll help. They and that was that was the biggest thing. Like that was that was the most devastating thing and they were all in the second half. All in the second half. Every time he decided to run it, he ran it right up the middle and
0: well, I think most of their Yardage in performance
1: was in the second half. So. <laughs> it was like the first, right out of the. It was like right out of the gate when they received the ball, he ran for like sixteen yards. Good grief! And it was like nobody was
0: even looking at. it. They him. weren't expecting you. Oh to take no! Out. Yeah,
1: no. And then they just did it like two more times after that, and nobody thought anything of it. Yeah, it's like twenty yards. Right.
0: Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. So uh, the Ravens got uh, their quarterback Lamar. He's uh quite mobile, runs a lot. Don't know anything about him. Okay. Would you be surprised that they're two and four in the playoffs under him? You know they had Flacco. Joe Flacco was a animal. Yeah, he Who did he play for this year? Uh, Browns? Right yeah, there? yeah, yeah. He came in like they kinda went on a little run too. They were just like a win away or somebody else losing to get in the playoffs. Didn't he originally did he originally play for Broncos? Flacco? Yeah. I
1: thought it was Steelers. Was uh, it? I,
0: uh, I thought at one point he was he was playing for the I, don't know, I, I thought guys. he was with the Ravens like for the longest time. I I used maybe to he, like maybe was. A lot and, um Justin Tucker, their kickers and animal. I Did you see remember? that clip where uh, Justin Tucker was warming up this past weekend? Uh huh. And he was like in the end zone right by my homes and he had a couple balls in his little ball holder set up. <laughs> He's stretching among all the Chiefs players. And it was in the way of uh, Mahomes throwing balls, and Kelsey just went through all his crap and his helmet, he grabbed Justin Tucker's helmet and like threw it. He had to, like sitting on the ground. He really? The way. Yeah, oh, he was geez. just in there looking at him. But, Jeez. but he's two and four in the playoffs. Um, will he be the next great quarterback without a Super Bowl? Because I mean, he he accomplishes a lot. I mean, yeah. like, constantly great stats. I, I've had him in fantasy several years. Man, he will carry it. Right. But, when it comes to the playoffs, you can't close it out. But when you're you're hitting up against Mahomes, yeah, in that side of the, the the conference, there we go. Yeah,
1: that's a tough one.
0: That's a tough one.
1: Like I said, I I don't know hardly anything about the Ravens. Yeah. So it's I mean, the only the only thing I know about Flacco is probably from Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: yep. Well, somebody was saying he was like at home retired, and the Browns brought him in.
1: He says that he was signed with the Eagles and then was traded back to the Jets, and then uh, then he joined the Browns.
0: Okay, so he kind of bounced
1: around a little bit after the Ravens. I think the Jets is what I remember him from. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I th- was thinking the Broncos.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Um, well, I think that's really all I've got on football stuff, but...
1: Speaking of kickers, this is one. This is one that's really um, I was wondering about, and I keep meaning to. Uh, I guess he he was actually a customer of ours. He was a Texas Tech kicker, um, John Garibay. Okay, he's the one that sunk the sixty-seven yarder on Iowa yeah. State two years ago. Went to the Cowboys. Got drafted, or he was uh, wasn't even drafted. He skipped the draft. Yep, and then uh, went to the Cowboys. They cut him in spring training. He was like, I was I was messaging him on Instagram the whole time he was going through spring training and stuff like that. And he was draining. I mean, he was he was set up. He probably could have broke the NFL record. He was draining him at seventy eight yards or something, eighty yards. You know. And uh, I don't know what happened during spring training. I don't know if he made somebody mad or what he what he did. I never never did ask him about it, but got cut and it was the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, was- that
0: explains it. They just you know cut good people for no reason. It was
1: <laughs> unbelievable to me because I mean they I guess the news was saying that they didn't think he was going to be able to handle the pressure and and this and that and I'm like. He drained a sixty-seven-yard right. field goal in, you know, te- you know right. in college, yeah, and can't handle the pressure, yeah, you know, but uh, um, still not with the team, yeah, still, you know, just out there. Yeah, he's. I think he's like doing kicking clinics and stuff over in
0: Dallas because he ended up in Dallas. Think he could probably do so pretty good doing that.
1: It seems like he, and be, then you
0: never know. Some NFL team come calling in the middle of the season and needing a kicker, and like if he just—that's what, you know what, what I'm. That's what I'm wondering.
1: Crazy. I'm waiting to, I'm waiting to see it, hoping that it happens because I'd love to see the guy in the NFL. You've right. totally, he's got a great attitude, super good attitude. I actually, sat down, sat down and talked with Gage for like a half an hour one day on that's cool. just success and yeah, you know stuff like that. So I mean, I was, I was really hoping to see him go far and then. Cowboys cut him and he hasn't done anything yeah so
0: have you ever seen you know obviously they make shirts and hats and everything for that say you know uh, 49ers champions and then they say have stuff that say the Detroit Lions champions you know you ever heard what they do with all that stuff Uh -uh. for the losing team (laughs) no it's like shipped over to third world countries. Really? Yeah. No so I've kidding. seen like pictures of like people wearing Super Bowl champion. It was like a Super Bowl loser. Oh my yeah. God. So yeah, maybe we can find yeah. you a shirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> they make well, all that stuff. Because they throw it all on right after the game. You know. Did so. you
1: see the guys that were getting tattooed with lion? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I Super Bowl that, champion
0: twenty twenty four tattoos already. I saw a guy that did a Cowboys one at the beginning of the season. Like wow, you just—that's just typical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Every year there's some idiot out there Every that does that. <laughs> it's gonna be their year. Yeah. Every year. We doing boys. Sitting yeah. at
1: home. I think the I think the uh, the catchphrases are are what I hate most about most teams. That's what makes, that's what turns me off on most teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, cause you just hear it so much. Yeah. It's what is annoying? The, oh man, they said it when they, when they beat the lions. Um, it's like banger, banger 49er or something. Well, I, I forget <laughs> so how that, yeah, it's like, oh man, it, you sound so gay when you say it. It's, <laughs> it's like, you sound like a this. fucking retard. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, uh, F1 News, the new Drive Survives, about to come out. Yes. But they uh, posted a big thing I saw yesterday. Uh, they filed a trademark application yesterday for Chicago. They're going to have really? a race tentatively in Chicago. So that would make four races in the U.S. That would be cool. That would be insane. Like The Chicago, the Chicago City streets? <laughs> yeah, I should have pulled up the picture. It's a weird looking, like, uh, it's like off on this little island peninsula thing that kind of, like, I don't know, it's right, right off the side of downtown. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, but be a street, street circuit. Yeah, which means no passing. You know, those are
1: just always so tight. But that's that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. So we used to go down to the Indy cars on Belle mm-hmm. Isle all the time, okay. and that's the one thing that kind of sucked about there. The, you're they're racing on a two lane street yeah it's there's Correct. nowhere to pass and it's it was very open yeah. there in the it's not it's not very viewer friendly because you can only see like very very limited part of the track so you're just i mean you're seeing them go by for a half a second and they're gone
0: but yeah chicago would be cool i just think it's crazy they're just like turning i guess whoever it is that bought the right stuff one here. You know, they're just trying to get as many in as they can. and I'd hate
1: to see it become
0: a, a U.S. thing, I will say uh, that. I don't think it ever would turn into that in a sense, but it would just be – it's just, man, it's – they turned it into a, a s- spectacle or just like a – it's not like a race event really. You know, I think Vegas yeah. turned out a lot better than anybody thought it was going to be because it started out as just a crap show. I was going to say, I heard Vegas was a disaster. <laughs> It started off as one, but it actually turned it around because it turned out to be one of the best races of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, that that in itself really helped it. Um, But it's just to me, like I, I, I like when they announced Vegas, I was like, oh, I'm going. You know, but then it's yeah. like, dude, I'm not paying that absurd amount of money. No, you see it's,
1: it's so far out of reach for most even, common people. So then,
0: then when they announced Miami, I was like, I'm going to go to that. Well, that's where they started, like, raising the prices. And so now it's so popular yeah. that even Austin is outrageous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so now it's just turned into a stupid thing. So it looks like it goes around Soldier Field. Oh,
1: yeah. That's really cool.
0: And whatever this little bay is with a bunch of... That would be a
1: cool track. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So who knows? I've got one for you. Okay. What do you think about sports,
0: especially like motorsports, sports, U.S. compared to Europe? I mean, it depends on the sport. Well, I guess it doesn't depend on the sport. Like, nobody in Europe really watches football, but we don't watch soccer much here. But I mean, like, and then F1. F1's like the biggest spectacle sporting event all over the world except U.S. until now the Netflix thing really made it popular. But yeah. like. Um, we have one US driver. Oh, yeah. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the, the Haas is a joke, you know. Um, hopefully, Andretti coming in with uh, Cadillac can really get it Is that it going. happening? Yeah. I heard it was happening, yeah. but I didn't know. They got approval from most, but a lot of the teams are still kind of like griping about it that they got to S- split money and all this crap. And so. So but, are they going to a 22 car
1: grid? Yeah. Or Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the other big things, like you know. But uh, I think Haas, you know, they fired uh, Gunther last week. That's the oh, best okay. guy that that kept him getting... relevant and popular. He was you know, yeah. So um, um, I mean, they're gonna Haas is gonna have a hard time keeping people engaged and all the projections, everything I see, all the people are giving their rankings. You know, of where the yeah. teams are gonna end up for the year, and Haas is at the bottom. I have such a
1: big problem with. Almost all motorsports in America. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because people don't like you look at you look at the dedication in Europe compared to the US, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, well I mean
0: NASCAR is the only thing that people in America really give a crap about. And like Yeah. I don't I dude I I couldn't tell you. I, I don't think I could name five drivers in NASCAR. I couldn't anymore. Yeah.
1: We're, like They did just have – they had the Daytona 500 winner at uh, Supercross last week. Oh, cool. They had him – they interviewed him, young guy. Yeah, from last year. I think he was, like, two years into his season or something.
0: He's almost a rookie. Yeah. And – but, yeah, it's just – Well, like, that's – dude, NASCAR (laughs) – I hate to say this about NASCAR, but to me it's a joke. Like, you know, at least with the F1 – you have some top competitive teams. You've got some mid-level teams, or whatever. NASCAR is just about surviving. Yeah, you're going in a circle <laughs> for 500 miles. Yeah, and I've been playing with my buddy on the sim, like doing some truck races at Talladega, and he's like, "You just can't wreck. You just can't get hit." And so I'm like, "What's the point of this, man? It's basically survive <laughs> yeah. to the end, and there's going to be a wreck on the last lap, yep. and hope you don't get taken out." Yeah. I mean, I say all this. We're going to the Daytona 500 in a couple weeks, but it's only because those friend, good friends of ours are big uh, NASCAR fans, and uh, I guess it came out today, there's a NASCAR series now like Drive to Survive. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, so, um, I was like, that'll be great. I guess we can watch that so we can kind of know what's going on when we go to this thing, but yeah, I've heard it's a lot like hockey games. Hockey is boring on TV, but you go to the games and it's a blast, you know, and so I would imagine it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And have a good time. You can take your own food and drinks in, you don't got to worry about paying the outrageous prices at the vendors and stuff, so we'll see how it goes, but... I'm, I'm kind of excited to have my first NASCAR experience. I mean, I have went to uh, several IndyCar races at Texas Motor Speedway. Um, that's just a wild ride. Cars going 220. You know, yeah. Going by. Yeah. But but that's the thing with NASCAR, man. It's like, just survive and hope you don't get taken out. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. One car <coughs> clips another. Oh, man. One car clips another, and now it just creates this crazy crash. And Yeah. And the guy that was in... Thirty-second place has now avoided everything and is winning. You know, like, yeah. What yeah. the heck? But
1: I mean, like, how do you how do you start? This is this is my big thing. Just coming coming from us karting. How do you start into NASCAR? Like at five years old, what do you put your kid in? I mean, they have they have like dirt carts and stuff like that, but it's it's I mean, I think totally it's, different.
0: Yeah, but I think it's all just the same in anything. You start karting. A lot of those guys start karting. And they just end up going to the local circle track, just like here. Yeah. You know, there's not any road courses. So if you want to grow up and go into it, then you're gonna go do the dirt track. Yeah. Which is gonna evolve into the next level, to the next level, then and then you're going in circles for five hundred miles. Yeah. You yeah.
1: Know? It used to be that you just paid and you can get in. Right. NASCAR. Like if you just <clears> had <throat> money laying around in a car. Yeah. So yeah, like, <laughs> And that's, I mean, I know they have, they have like Bush series
0: and on sure. down and, and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but there's theater not. series and get up into it, but it's like, kind of I think it's just you work your way into it. It just depends on what direction you go. I mean, yeah. if you were a kid and going up the ranks and had the opportunity to go race, you know, at one of the sub series in NASCAR, you're not going to turn it down because you're like, no, I want to go to F1. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. The reality of making it there is lots more slim than and it's it's just crazy to me like motor
1: motorsports in general like you go over to europe and karting is the baseball over there right every yeah. single kid yep is karting every you know with soccer F, with or, f1 yeah. dreams yeah or right. soccer you know and they dedicate their whole entire lives to it yep you know i mean um there was just a uh Oh, you guys know I follow Supercross like crazy. There was just a, a family that came over from Belgium, I think it was, or uh, I want to say it was Belgium, um, moved their whole family to the U.S. None of them, I mean, all for he, that dedication, yeah, yeah, all for their for their 16 year old mm-hmm. kid to go try to make it, yeah, on the U.S. level, right. Now, Supercross is a totally different. It's a totally different world because it's there is a lot of there's a lot of people from overseas and overseas is um, the Europeans and stuff like that They are getting really really big into the into yeah. the Supercross stuff. It started years ago in the MXGP. Um, Marvin uh, ranks. No, who is Marvin Muskeen? Yeah, is he, still, yeah. Is he still riding? No, nope, he's not retired. For... As far as I know, he's retired. See, that's he's not about like Supercross. the last time that
0: I was. I mean that yeah, was a couple years ago.
1: Most people don't even know how many guys there are um racing supercross until you start seeing like their country flags and stuff right. like that. You got the Lawrence brothers, they're from Australia. Con- uh, Ken Rocks g- yeah. He yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's from Germany, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, Kenny's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He's uh he's I thought at the beginning of his career he was going to be the next like Maybe not Jeremy McGrath, but maybe the next Ricky Carmichael. I yeah. mean, every, he was so lightning fast when he was when he just first started out. Dude, then, Chad, Chad Reed was my
0: boy. Like that's who I <coughs> rooted for so long. He's from Australia, right? He,
1: yeah, he's an Australian. But he was guy. like the old guy, so yep. he
0: gave me you know at thirty five years old at the time or whatever you know like, Dude, maybe I could still get out there. <laughs> they were still so they were
1: still there. Were still talks of Chad Reed maybe <laughs> racing a couple of races this year? Yeah. Because um, he was coming up on, he had to get a certain amount of points to keep his 22 number. Oh, wow. Going. And they were like, oh, is he going to come back? Is he going to race one or two maybe just to get, you know, just to punch maintain. it into the main and yeah. and keep that number? And uh, he gave it up for a guy named, I think it's like Freddie Noreen or Noreen's his last name. But, yeah, he just just took the 22 number over. Wow. So, but yeah, Chad, he had a huge, long run, huge yeah. run. Yep. Um, what do you think of Stewart? I love Stewart. Yeah. Stewart changed the game. He yeah. changed, changed. The, Is his brother still riding? Yep. His Malcolm's, Malcolm's yeah. Malcolm's, Malcolm's doing good. Yeah. Um, everybody thought this might be, might be his year. Actually, uh, qualifying one last week. Uh, he was top
0: qualifier. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, broke out and he was, he was going fast, fast yeah. last week. And, uh. He's just, he's had such bad luck. Such bad luck throughout his whole career. He's always yeah, getting hurt. Right. and uh, But Malcolm's awesome. He's, yeah. I mean, I love the fact that he didn't, he refused to live in his brother's shadow. Right. Take he advantage
0: was, of his possibilities. Yeah. Just yeah. running off his coattails. He kind of did it on yeah. his own. He
1: yeah. would only do it on his own terms. Mm. I mean, I thought that was, I thought that was amazing because there's so many guys now in the sport that, you know, sons of, of past right. riders and stuff like yep. that that are given oppor- amazing opportunities. Just because so, of their name. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, talking about... I mean, the European thing's getting so huge now. I mean, just... These guys have dedication. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of the issues that I that I have with, like, America. We, j- we just don't have the dedication for that. We don't have yeah, to die the hard. Right. Yeah, in yep. the motorsports stuff, it's just... It's a weekend thing. It's um, big thing about um, with America. America uses karting for entry level to cars. Yeah, you know where you go over over to Europe and guys are shifter drivers their entire lives. Right, like they're, they're making they make careers out of that. Right, and we've mm-hmm. gotten even the the pay like motorsports does not make money like right. people think they do like right. the dry, like especially you look in the supercross i think they made more money years ago in supercross with promotions and these guys were superstars back then yeah they were selling out stadiums stuff like that and nowadays the fans aren't there they're mm-hmm. not making you know they're not making any anywhere near what they used to make the privateers used to used to be able to pay to right to go on the road and and do the whole whole supercross season now it's you know they're yeah, doing they're all thinking. that stuff out of their pockets right. you know it's just impossible to do it anymore
0: you know and i think that's i think, you think a just lot corporations of corporations are stretched too thin like in multiple i think they're not areas, or they're just not don't see the the roi essentially yeah so i think i think
1: a, i think a lot of i think a lot of it's that in my opinion and i think a lot of it's you know People don't go to live sports anymore. True. Yeah, you know, I mean, people go to the they'll go to the Super Bowl. They'll go to the you know. I mean, it, it was the first time it was the first time ever that Lions game that Ford Field had been sold out. Yeah. Since since it opened. Wow. You know, and
0: you look at like, well, why why don't they go to sporting events so much? Like I've never been to a Cowboys game. Well, I did with my uncle when I was a kid, like the old stadium. But like now. Yeah, it's so outrageously priced. Like the cheapest well, tickets are over a hundred dollars. You know, is like it outrageously affordable? And like,
1: yeah, you know. But is it outrageously priced, or is it that people just don't want to? Like, they'd rather watch it at home, or they'd rather. I mean, you know, I get that just, too. There's yeah. there's
0: some Saturdays where we're at a tech game, or even thinking about buying season tickets or whatever. It's like, man, that's an expensive six weekends. Yeah. And it's an all day thing to go to a football game, you know what I mean? Versus I we just stay at home, sit on my couch, have my bathroom and my fridge and my food and be nice and comfy, you know. So is it that people are getting lazy or are they just not wanting to spend the money? I think it's the money, man. Like it's just astronomical, and a beer's $12, you know, or, like, whatever. It's just but there crazy. is,
1: I mean, there's something, to, there's something to be said about seeing stuff live. I agree. Like, you can never, you could never, I mean, being a former racer and racing Supercross and and stuff, you can never imagine
0: what that is live oh, no. and
1: without seeing it.
0: Oh, I've been to Supercross at Cowboy Stadium several times. Yeah. And one time... I just bought tickets on StubHub. Didn't know where they were at. We were right behind the starting gate. Yeah, it was the most. It was the wildest thing. It was amazing. Which is you the know? scariest thing on the planet. I will attest to that. It, it was absolutely phenomenal.
1: Going in, watching, just watching a Supercross start, but watching going into to a especially outdoors. Outdoors is is nuts because you're you're on a gate with up to forty riders. <laughs> yeah. 40 people going into the same corner at the same time that's only 20 30 maybe sometimes 40 feet wide yeah. is
0: somebody going down yeah
1: it's <laughs> it's a different level of insanity i can tell you that it's it's probably one of the scariest things i've ever done yeah yeah. I will I will jump a hundred foot double before <laughs> way before I wanna go into and I was good at starts. I think I think the reason that I was good at starts when I was a kid because I was scared
0: to death of them. Of being behind everybody yeah. else. Like I better get out in front. Yep. I was gonna <laughs> be
1: the first one to that corner because I was scared to death of what was behind it. That's awesome. You know, it's uh but yeah, it's uh I don't know, the whole the whole live live entertainment thing is like that's what we were we we're looking at when we heard that it was sold out. Yeah, and I was looking at the um, if you don't know what the Silver Dome was, it was what where the Lions played before before Ford Field. Um, the capacity on Ford Field was sixty thousand. The Silver Dome was massive, massive, massive capacity on. It's like eighty three or eighty two thousand wow. is what they what they house. Supercross used to sell it out every year. Yeah, every year. Now you, I mean, you go to look at um, just Cowboys Stadium when they have right. when they have it there. I mean, it's half the seats oh, are, empty. are empty.
0: Are yeah. empty? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's just. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of that's why you don't see, you know, some of the some of the motorsports people and stuff getting right. paid anymore. Yeah. But I mean, I think I think if they did lower the ticket prices, if they if they made it more affordable and yeah. stuff like that, it would. It, probably do a lot better
0: i think so too isn't it like uh mercedes stadium where the falcons play i think arthur blank or something's the owner but i th- i feel like that's where i'm remembering this from but like everything is five bucks like nothing is more really? than five dollars yeah so compared to everywhere else you know it's like a movie theater Yeah. <laughs> and that little personal pizza's 20 bucks you know yeah at what point do they realize that
1: they're probably missing out. You'd probably make more money with yeah. more if the if the place was packed and sold right. out every every game or or whatever. Yeah, and all those people were yeah buying that five dollar pizza. You're probably making more than selling the twenty dollar pizza. True. In the end. Yep. For yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. I think people have a hard time with that, as far as we've just got into that society of raising the price, raising the price, raising the price. You know, you see a little yep. bit of attendance dip or whatever the case may be. And, Oh, we're just going to raise the price on right it. to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cause other people, we've got these loyal people. They're going to show up no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check. All right. So, uh, I think I- I've been trying to get more, I guess, live experiences, Mm -hmm. under my belt you know because I think we've kind of realized that with our kids that they don't need any other crap for Christmas you know so let's try to make it a tradition to either for Christmas you know we go out of town for Thanksgiving or just a big family trip and so my wife is not a fan of uh, concerts she's like I'll just listen to it on the radio or whatever but I'm like dude it's so different like I love going to live concerts we never do but it's something I want to do more of just that live experience you know
1: like I used to constantly when I was yeah. yeah, when I
0: was younger I went
1: to concerts like crazy. Growing up in Detroit, you got clutch cargoes, you got I mean huge Cl- concert clutch venues. Clutch cargoes? Yep. That a band? No, Clutch Cargoes is a it's a concert venue in downtown Pontiac. I mean it's dirty, dirty part of the city. <laughs> but I mean all your all your big rock bands and stuff. I mean, I've seen Kit Rock there. I've seen Dang. um Back in the day, no doubt. Oh wow! Yeah, we watched them there. Um, God, I couldn't even. Uh, I couldn't even think of everybody I've seen there.
0: Best it's concert just, you've been to?
1: Oh man, it's it's gonna sound really really lame. We we had this conversation not that long ago. REM.
0: Okay. I mean, REM. That's a good
1: answer. I got drugged to the concert. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad.
0: You're saying you got drugged. Yeah. No, not drugged.
1: (laughs) No, it was a high school girlfriend at the time drugged me to this concert. She's like, we're going to, and it was a free show at, at, um, back then it was pine knob, um, huge outside concert venue. It's now DTE energy center, I think. Okay. Um, So they have like this whole, they have a big seating section, big outdoor concert venue. And then they, half the, half the seating is up in the grass. So really cool place to see a concert. Um, They had this light show. It was neon, this neon light show. And when they, before they started, it was just, you just see all these tubes everywhere and (laughs) just like crap everywhere on the stage. And you're like, what in the world are they doing? Um, It was amazing it was awesome and it was I was I was so impressed by like the the sound quality was awesome the their stage presence was awesome it was just it was a great concert and I mean I've seen a lot of really cool people play play music and that was one that stood out to me I was like this could be the best concert I've ever seen
0: that's awesome what's yours um well I think my number one is Justin Timberlake no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So we went uh, at American Airlines Center in Dallas, went and saw him. We walked in and our seats were like at the top, top thing. And I'm like, man, screw this. So I'm like on StubHub at the venue, like, and we went down like front row before the pit. Which is uh How did you end up at the. Wait, let's back this
1: up. How did you end up at the Justin Timberlake concert? With the girls? No. No. Dude, he's you went my man. His, Oh my god.
0: Okay, continue, continue. He's got a new album coming out, and uh, he just announced his concert, new concert coming out, uh, going uh, this this summer. So, who knows? I might get lucky enough to go see him again. But um, that you don't talk about a laser show and just like crazy production and like I don't know. Um, yeah, it was the best thing. The other ones, really? the other ones gonna be worse. My second oh, one is no. worse, but there's all story to this one. So, uh, my daughter graduated from high school. Uh, we said let's let's take a trip. You hadn't we seen the Beebs, didn't you? No. Oh, <laughs> I honestly wouldn't mind. He's he's a performer too, man. Like uh, it's probably just because I've you know have girls and they play it all the time. And yeah. Anyways, this one's about just as bad, but um, it was a great performance. But she wanted to go to South Padre Island. At that same time, we saw, man, their favorite, like, girl crazy was in a boy band, uh, is now a solo artist, is playing in Houston. What if we get tickets for that? We bought them months before, so we go to South Padre Island with my family, my parents, my brother, uh, came into town for her graduation, ended up going with the South Padre. Um, well, everybody's ready to get home, so we're driving, they are watching on their phones the map because we're like, yeah. we, we stayed over the night. You're avoiding who it is. I'm getting there. <laughs> I need. I wanted to just show you the video. Um, so we the girls are watching on the map. We like stopped halfway on the way. they were like, "Let's just drive the whole way." And so we ended up passing our turnoff to go to San Antonio from South Padre, and they realize it. They're like, "Where are we going? What is going on?" And I just, I've got the whole thing on video. It's yeah, the cutest thing. But uh, I'm like, I'm gonna we're gonna go out of the way. There's some place I, I want to. Stop on the way and they're like, What? Where are we going? And you know, in the back of their mind, they're just thinking, What stupid car, car dealership are we gonna go to? <laughs> like just to go see some stupid cars. We wanna go home. <laughs> well then we just say, uh, I was like, We're gonna we're gonna go stay the night in Houston real quick. My oldest just her eyes just get all big. Who knows the tour sket tour schedule of your favorite artist? Like <laughs> I don't, but she did. And yeah. she's what? Brittany's 18, she's 14 years old. She's like, Brittany. Are we going to go see Harry? So they both start crying at this point to go see Harry Styles. You probably have no clue who that is. I know the name. He was a part of One Direction. Uh, They won, like, America's Got Talent, but the British version, I guess, something. But they put them together all together. I do
1: know one of his songs,
0: I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Watermelon Sugar off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. He's got a ton of hits. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was an amazing performance, like, just know how to do a production, you know? Yeah. So that's the live experiences that I like to go see. So huge things, and, I mean, there's some artists that I think are a joke, you hear them live, and it's like, man, they auto-tune the crap out of your stuff, yeah. you know? But, yeah. like, Justin and Timberlake and uh, <laughs> Harry Styles, <laughs> like, it's like, they can actually sing, and they know how to put on a production, and they make it worth the ticket price, you Yeah. Know? Like that's what's amazing to me. So, another one I liked was, uh, um, it was
1: a good experience. It was a just a great show, great atmosphere, great environment. Um, my my mom and my stepdad bought uh, me and my stepsister tickets for our birthday because they were really close to uh, Jack Johnson. Oh yeah, Jack Johnson was awesome. Yeah,
0: Talking about like a natural singer that yes. can perform. You know. That's yeah. my whole thing. Like, I want to go see these people live. I like watching live performances on YouTube much more than just like their music video. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Like that's to me. I I've watched a whole Justin Timberlake concert multiple times. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just such yeah. a good production, and you see them in their natural, like, what, yeah. what their God given talent is. You know, Gage is uh, Gage is big in
1: into live music. He loves it. Yeah, I mean, oh, what's he yeah. jamming into Oh, he he's he's become buddies uh with uh his first concert ever he was only like six maybe seven years old we went and saw Ward Davis and Cody Jinx okay and over in Wichita Falls and uh ended up like he was huge into baseball back then I mean that kid at six years old could name every Texas Ranger and what they did and their stats and everything um he wanted to meet Ward Davis after after he opened for Cody Jinks. So we went out there and we we're we we're talking to those guys, and uh, he ended up sitting in their merch booth half the <laughs> night, like just, just hanging, hanging yeah, just hanging out with Ward Davis. And, and uh, they gave him backstage passes. Oh man! Like he had full he had he still got it somewhere an all access pass to Cody Jinks' whole tour the whole year. That's it. Yeah. Um. I mean, he was he was so exhausted at. I mean, we were, we're there till God, midnight, some, something like that. And, uh, he was barely awake and those guys are like, Hey, you want to come watch March madness with us and everything? We're like, (laughs) no, I'm taking him back to the hotel. This kid's got to go to bed, Yeah, you know, but so he's, he was obsessed with that. And then, uh. Now we're um, we haven't um went to went to a lot, Um but we're going to coming up here. I think it's in March or April. um, Oliver Anthony. Oh yeah, and he's getting so he's already so beyond psyched about it. He's that's all he's listening to right now. Yeah, that's cool. Oliver Anthony stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm already you know
0: I've heard them all now. Yeah, There's plenty of we can move on to the next one. Yep. And he's <laughs> like, no,
1: I got to know all the words before we go there. <laughs> you know. so. He's getting real into it. So it's it's cool seeing that because I, growing up, I, I loved going to live music. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I didn't really have that opportunity much growing up. We just, yeah, I don't know, we just weren't live music. I think we were just wrapped up in the sports and the old baseball and yeah. that pretty much consumed us. So You played Sweet. baseball as a kid? I did. You did. Yep, all the way up until high school because I went to private school in 7th and 8th grade and then went back to public school. So just kind of like screwed up the whole... Like, yeah. Trying to make it the team and all that crap. So. I wish Gage would have kept playing baseball. He yeah, was so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was good. Um, we had thought a little about
0: baseball it. business for a little bit.
1: Yep, yep. We did that for a while and it was... I mean, life was all baseball for, yeah. a, long, for a lot of years. And... Uh, he's he's talked to, he's talked about thinking about going back back to it and stuff yeah. like that it's just baseball around here is serious it's dude. serious business you can't just go and take two three years off as right. a, even as a kid and yeah. go back and expect to just you know light it up again
0: yeah, yeah i mean i say we're all wrapped up in baseball not like it is today like yeah uh, we might have two practices a week and a game on saturday now dude it's like every freaking night like i don't he was, I'm glad my girls didn't get wrapped up in that stuff. We did yeah. softball, but that was still just like
1: Even five, six years old, he was four or five nights a week and no. you know, tournaments every single weekend and playing with two different three different teams at a time. It was yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah. It was it was a little bit of it was a relief when it ended. When yeah. he was like when he finally he well, we got into karting and that was that was kinda what what it was getting too much. Yeah. It was just if we weren't playing baseball we were we we're racing carts. Right. And it just When does that was, season kick off? It's so around here they they start um they never stop. Okay. It's every month. Every I think second weekend of every month. Okay. Um so what, next weekend? Yep. I think they're having a race next weekend. Um he's out right now, casted. Again?
0: Yeah. What did he do now?
1: He cracked his growth plate in his wrist, running backwards in gym class. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty rough. He's – I think he's out for six weeks. Wow. So –
0: Well, I can fill in and take his cart, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if he can fit in the seat. Nope. <laughs> but, no, he's uh, – um, it's going to be exciting this year because Amarillo's back open to the public. Oh really? Uh, yeah, a guy, uh, Kyle Uchinski is his name. Um, bought the Amarillo track. Well, oh, we went up I there liked. last year. That was yeah. You did. Yeah. You did.
0: It was just on all the carts they had. You know, it's not as in depth, and they didn't let you have the full course. Yeah, but dude. That was a blast.
1: Rental carts are still fun. Yeah, it's it's super fun. Um, we need to set a uh, do a little rally drive up there and just have a cart day and then come back. Well, and they also do it down in uh, Midland, Odessa. Midland, okay. Odessa's got an awesome awesome track. Scott Cherry's down there. He's he's been carting their family's like third generation. Wow. Yeah.
0: I feel like when I was up in Amarillo, they were saying they have like uh, almost like amateur night on. Every other Wednesday or something, so you go up there, you get a cart, and like yeah, they have a little tournament. So they do like league series, yeah. Yeah, they, they like, do. League, yeah. They do
1: league night. Um, I don't know when Amarillo's is starting. I know uh, Midland Odessa's just had their, I think, first league night. Wow. Um, yeah, and you just you can accumulate points over the over the whole yeah. season, and they have awards at the end, and, and you're using and their carts, stuff. and yep, yeah. Makes it a little you easier. Don't bring anything. Right. You just, you know, and it's up. it's pretty, pretty inexpensive to do it. Um, it's a long drive up there and a long drive home for... Yeah, it is. It'll probably be a little late, but... Yeah. Um, Amarillo's... Amarillo just got new rental carts. They switched over. They were they were all OTK, I think, to start out with. And now they've switched to an Italian-made company <laughs> called TB Cart. Um, so they replaced all the rental carts. The rental carts are... Sweet, the new mm-hmm. ones, um, and then they're they're also selling full blown race carts up there. Um, but they're gonna start uh, they're gonna start uh, race cart season as well this year. They're getting a schedule together, so it's gonna be exciting to Just have three options within two hours to yeah. kind of have a good little yep. And you know it's Lubbock's not much of a track. It's a, it's a good it's a good place to get good. Yeah, if that makes sense. It's uh it's a super small tight tracked. I mean you're just you never get a break on that track. So it's it's uh it gets you in good shape. I yeah. mean you go up to like Gage when he raced he raced T S R S uh the statewide series up in Amarillo this year and he got on that track and he's like he's like Dad it's it's Boring just, yeah, he's like we're just out here relaxing. <laughs> you should, you
0: know? Compared to what he was used yeah,
1: to. Yeah, you wait for, you know, one or two tight turns and then you're just wide open the whole time. Yeah. You know, so But no, it's, uh, it's good. He's, uh, he's kind of excited to be done with baseball, but it, it opens up our schedule quite a bit. Um, he just, it was getting to be too much and he's just like, man, I'm just going to pick one sport, stick with it, try to get good at that, you know? And, and he's, he's also got, you know, he's a big kid. So, I mean, he's, and that's, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. So. I think my theory on the on the European versus U.S. Mm -hmm. thing, um, Europeans are tend to be smaller, tend to be more fit than over here in the U.S. And you could start like all of these classes are all weight based. Yeah. Right. You know, gauge gauge. Unfortunately, he's he's got my genes, so he's already he's 11 years old and five foot six, five foot five, something like that. So he's just a tall, tall kid. He's going to be a big kid. Yeah. You know, Um, and that's why we're looking towards, he's not going to be a career carter. He just can't be. He's not a small little guy that has that advantage of, of, you know, putting weight on the cart and putting it in different spots strategically that's going to help him out and and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to probably – lean towards cars when he when he can you know um, and start taking those steps because he want he that's all he wants to do he wants to be a f- professional race car driver yeah. you know so um, you know we're looking towards that and stuff but over in Europe those guys are all small they're right. all little tiny guys and, and well, Sonic, they have I can. A
0: Sonic and uh, what were you yeah you that's true McDonald's yeah McDonald's. <laughs> so, like, yeah. You yeah Taco Bell last week like yeah it's all that crap and preservatives and all the extra inflammatory crap they put in our foods. the processed food sources yeah exactly oh
1: man don't get me started on that and they're we also good though. That's we can true. do a, we can do a whole episode on that <laughs> i One got of these a whole days. episode in the morning before work yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he did. man i i freaked out i watched have you ever watched that series uh, what is that um what did I say that series was? Or it, it wasn't even a series; it was just a documentary yeah. on on. It was a guy talking about plant based eating, and man, it freaked me out. Yeah, they were talking about like all the all which all the all the big. Um, I knew that from trucking all the all your big corporation food conglomerations and stuff. It's it's insane what they're doing now. I mean. I used to go to warehouses that were the size of cities that you get loaded out of, you know, and it's all processed, nasty food, you know, I mean, but, um, I did, I did do a little bit more looking into that. And, um, actually I just listened to listened to a guy the other, the other day on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. That was, uh, he's a hundred percent meat based diet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was, it's
0: just like everything. You can find out whatever information you want to be skewed one direction. You know, and that's satisfied.
1: yeah, yeah, and that's what a lot of it was. But because he was he was so fact based, and he was yeah. he was on the right thinking path as as far as yeah. the big corporation stuff and, and things Gary like that. Has Gary Brecka
0: been on Joe Rogan? I don't know. I need to look him up. Who's he? Dude, he is. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the stuff. So. He's kind of taken off. He got with um, Dana White. So Dana White was given like a very, pretty much terminal in a sense. Like, you're, you're not going to live much longer. Yeah, I heard about change that. Something. Yeah. So this dude, Gary Brecka, he used to work for insurance companies. And they have it down to a fine science that they can basically tell you when you're going to die. I've heard, yeah, I just recently heard about that. Yeah, and so he can tell you what you can do to change that. And, like, you, Dana White is a walking example of it. He's, like, ripped now. Yeah, yeah. But basically, I mean, that's what he's all about. His One of his big things is, like, 30, 30, 30. 30 minutes of the waking up, you take 30 grams of protein and go work out for at least 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. He said that will definitely do something. He's kind of the one that started the whole ice bath fad. In okay. Yeah, yeah. And so he talks about the vagus nerve or whatever in your neck and like this whole thing. And so now a lot of people are, and I really want to do it, a 72-hour uh, water cleanse or water fast, right? Okay. I'll send you what uh, I read on that. I Like I was looking at it this morning, like a whole PDF he has about everything. But like he, he breaks down like how your body will feel and what it cleanses and what it boosts and what it like. It's just beneficial. And there's studies that show, can't remember the, uh, like if you just do it once a year or something like that, a a man's risk of cancer is like reduced by over 50%. Is he the one
1: um, that was dealing, uh, does it start out with hyperhydrating stuff? Mm, I don't think so. You drink a ton of water at the beginning, Mm -hmm. leading up to it, and then just cut it off?
0: No, no. You're just drinking water and bone broth like the first 24 hours. Okay. But then you're going strictly uh some amino acids in water like the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's back into it. But yeah. Brandon did it recently. Um and then another buddy of mine did it. They kinda of did it together. But they said it was super beneficial and just the clarity by like mid day two is just like insane. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So. And I've I've done fasting forever. Like I mean <laughs> and i'll I, I enjoy it like yeah. it's it's tough that first 24 hours oh, like yeah. it's it's crazy because it's like the first eight hours you're like oh i'm hungry 10 hours you get into it 12 hours and stuff you're like oh man now i'm really hungry yeah if you can get to
0: sleep that first day yeah you'll be all right yeah you wake up and you're like oh i'm not that hungry and to me we've kind of realized like We'll get home from work, and it's like we just go to make dinner because it's time to have dinner. Yes. We're not even hungry. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's just time to eat, so that's what you do. But we've kind of really started trying to focus on, well, I don't really feel like eating. I had a great lunch. Like, I don't really need it. Yeah. I'm only doing it because I think it's time to eat, you know? And that's that's the biggest thing that I've
1: noticed. So much stuff that we do throughout, and I think – well, it's just humans in general. I think is psychological.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we do things just to do them. Got a habit. That's, yeah. Yep. Breaking that habit's a huge step yep. of everything.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, what else we got? Um, I don't know. I got a couple other things, but we could save it for next time. Or, uh, you know, I, I posed you this question: What order would you list these four things? Oh yeah, that was a good one. Finance, fitness, family, and faith.
1: I like I said, right in the order that you sent them, faith, family, fitness, finance. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's me.
0: I mean, it's yeah. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I think that's a good cornerstone. Like that, that needs to be probably what a lot of people get that mixed up or put fitness last or well, and it's hard. Like, yeah, I think the
1: hardest thing, probably the hardest thing there is, is to put fitness before finance
0: yeah yep but I'm telling you and I've felt it like when you're feeling like you're in good shape and feeling like you're making progress that avenue the other stuff just comes easy
1: yeah it does and you just you get more drive it's especially if you if you in my opinion do work that you're doing with your body you know I'm working on vehicles and cars and stuff like that all all day so I mean it's if I work out in the morning, I got that energy. I yeah. got that drive. I I feel better about myself, and I feel more more willing to get things done. Yeah. You know, I ha- right. I have to go do this. I you know
0: you have you just have more energy to do that stuff. Well, more energy, but also just to be able to put up with people. Like that's yes. been my biggest thing. I can definitely tell the difference in my attitude and putting up with the stupid people. Like. Yeah uh depending on how I got up that morning or dude I went to a thing in Amarillo uh two weeks ago. This guy was talking about um it was the coolest it was a pretty good little thing. He's he's uh not motivational but more just how to um not really even build a team but just I don't know, have better can't think of the word, be happy really. I mean that's really what it was all about. Yeah. So he said there was a study done. Did I already talk about this last week? There was a study done where they took uh, a bunch of people that were uh, um, suffering from depression. And his joke was like, how, how did they find those people, you know? Yeah. And then my joke was like, they're in mortgage. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, basically took 30 people that just took a, you know, like a sugar pill, yeah. 30 people that took medication, and 30 people that just smiled in the mirror. Did I talk about this earlier no, no, you haven't. There 30, 30 people that every morning just got up and smiled in the mirror. And he said 29 of the 30 people that smiled in the mirror within 30 days were pretty much, like, not depressed. And so I try to remember that now. And since then, I feel like probably the days that I do that, like, it just starts your day. Because how many times do you look at yourself in the mirror and smile? No, you're sitting there with just your resting bitch face, brushing your teeth, pissed (laughs) off that we got to go to work in the morning. You know what I mean? So it was like strategically and intentionally smiling at myself in the mirror. And I I would imagine like it just turns into a thing to where you just start your day off better. But he said, you know, depression medication is so like... Well, one works for one person doesn't work for the next. And so like that 30 days, like those people are just getting after two weeks prescribed something else. And like this yeah. whole thing, you know, and so, I mean, man, we go down a rabbit hole about medication. But oh man, yeah. that that's Dana White's whole thing. He was on cholesterol medicine. He was on all sorts of these other medications. And like after following a, a, a better diet and doing these things like Gary, Gary Brecka preaches, like he's off of all medication. and yeah. But he goes back to that fitness. You take care of your 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 temple. Take care of yourself. Yeah, like that's my biggest focus right now. With me, Danita hates going to work out Like I literally grabbed her feet and drug her out of bed last week. <laughs> like like no joke. And yeah. so like I tried to tell her, I was like, just one day, I'd love for you to jump up and get me out of bed, you know, yeah. and not yeah. me have to drag you out all the time. But she just she realizes the need for it, but she just doesn't want to do it unless I. Nobody wants to you, right? Nobody wants to do it. Right. Nobody Nobody to do it. It's so it's trying to build that habit. It's like, dude, we got we got one grandkid, another one on the way. Like, I want to make sure we are in great shape to keep up with them, but that we're here for a long time to see them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And to me, that that fitness ties to family, and that's the biggest part of it. It's yeah. making sure I'm here for the long haul. Well, and it's
1: funny that you you talk about the mirror. I'm um, I'm reading uh, David Goggins' book. Right oh now. yeah,
0: the which one?
1: Um, the Can't Hurt Me. Okay. Yeah. And he gets into that a lot. Yeah. He calls it the accountability mirror. Yep. And yeah. the, bitch, the bitch
0: voice. Yeah. Yep. Yes.
1: And, yeah, standing in front of that mirror and, and actually telling yourself the truth. Right. Yep. And that's tough. And didn't he it's talk about recording most... it and, like, yeah. and
0: listening to himself? Yep. <laughs>
1: like. Yep. God, dude, shut up! You sound like a bitch. Get yep. out there and go. <laughs> yeah, and he like he he writes all his all his makes all his post it notes and stuff like that and puts them on the mirror and and things like that and and I know a lot of people that do that. A lot of yeah. people, um, a lot of people like write notes to themselves on the mirror, write notes to their yep. significant other and right. and stuff like that. And you never think about that, but I guess you know there is something to be said about self-taught looking yeah. yourself in, in the face and yeah. you know it's the only it's the only way we can do it yep exactly. you know, so yeah it's like he's got activities in the in the book like go go stand in front of the mirror go yeah. tell yourself the truth go tell it why are why are you you know sitting there watching TV and eating bonbons and shit right. like that you know mm-hmm. instead of going to the gym yep. you know and if you're telling yourself the truth about right. it you're like oh man Right, I
0: screwed up. Yep, you know, it's just all about mental toughness and getting your yeah. butt out of the out the door and do it, man. But I could see that. I could see that with the depression. Yeah, I could see that. Has it been helping you? Have you been doing it? Not consistently because I need to put a note on there to remind me to it. But then it's like <laughs> I was walking. Out, I'm the I was. Same way. I was in a. I don't give a shit attitude this morning when I walked out of the house, and then when I got in the car, I was like, "Get after it." You know what I mean? Yeah. Course yeah. then I got to work and my assistant was like, I have the guy don't want us. I was like, dude, me too. We yeah. we can't be doing this though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I feel We both
0: can't have it, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's uh, I've gone through that. I felt like, you know, it's every every day that I wake up that I'm I'm like, Oh man, I'm just gonna get it today. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna kill today. You get you get there and like you get knocked down real quick. Yeah, it's right. it's like it's like something something in the in the universe is right. like, okay, he's motivated today. Yeah. Let's let's see what we can do to fuck this up. Right. You know, and it happens. It's I mean but it's uh it's the same way same way with the gym. I don't know if you have those days. Like I'll get I'll get in the gym and
0: you know, days that you're like,
1: Oh yeah, I don't know about it. It's like today. I could just
0: finish this one and go home. It's like, dude, you're here. Yeah. Go finish that last exercise and knock it out.
1: You know? 90% of the time, those turn into my best workouts. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens today. Yeah. I don't feel it today. And, and you just get going and going and going. And then you're like, yeah. oh, man, I've been here for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the days that – it's. It's always the days that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get it. You show up, and I mean, there's 250 people on every machine that you want to use, right? You know? Yep, yep. And it's yeah, it's just it turns into a freaking nightmare. It's like something something out there is like, okay, we're gonna stop this, yeah, th- right now,
0: dude. That reminds me of a guy I uh, don't follow as much anymore, but he calls it the force of average. And so, in the universe, we we are born from day one to be great, but. There is a overwhelming force to keep us down and keep us going to just our nine to fives, clocking in, clocking out, going home, sitting on the couch and watch TV. There instead, but you got to break that cycle, break the force of average to go to the greatness. And so you have to make an intention to go to the gym, to yeah. start a business, to get out of just the normal cycle of like. I mean, look at our parents, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but like that's what most people are grown up to just known to do. Go, go get you a nine to five, go to school, go get your nine to five, go work till you're 65, retire. You've had a successful life. Absolutely. There's so much more to that, man. Like I do not want to be working, doing what I'm doing, you know, when I'm 50, which is basically seven years. I told myself that in the shower, like, all right, I've been battling this. Like, I mean, honestly, hate. In a sense, like I enjoy what I do, but I don't, I know there's so much more out there and there's just like every job, there's aspects that you hate, but at the same time, like I know there's something else that fuels me more, would give me passion in what I do. And you can, you can be successful working, but you can also be successful and not be fulfilled. And like, that's, I want to get to that next level, be fulfilled in what I'm doing. Do you have days that you go to work that you absolutely love what you're doing do you have those days that you're
1: like oh man I'm great at this I I rock at this you know I have awesome
0: people around me no no I was short of uh blowing up a building today like <laughs> <laughs> seeing I like think- I I hit a point today with a comment that was made and a couple other little like I just I, I was I, I struggled to even want to be here tonight because I just went home at like 3 30 and basically, like, that's where I get. Like, I just shut down. And yeah. I don't want to be around anything. Like, dude, the, the, the most fueled, passion, exciting thing that I ever do is the first Saturday of every month at Coffee and Cars. Yeah. Honestly, that has become something I don't look forward to as much as I used to. Yeah. And I don't know why. But I think it all stems from just people. And, like, sometimes I'm just, dude, I'm, like, emotionally, physically, and mentally exhausted. And I just want to have a weekend and do nothing. I'm pretty sure that that's that's a lot of
1: that. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you've seen this with with a lot of people, but people that get into things that they love and have a huge passion for, you turn it into a career and it will ruin it. for Yeah, you. for sure. You know, and I've been I've been the victim of that. Yeah, I've never. Oh, there's been, there's been a couple times in life that I've, that I've worked some jobs that were jobs to make money. Yeah. But the majority of my life I've spent searching after that thing that I love and turning my absolute passions into careers. Right. You know, um, I was, a well, one of my, one of my first jobs ever motorcycle dealership. I raced motorcycles when it was time to get a job. I went and got a job yeah. for I raced motorcycles for, right. you know, and thought that that I was like, man, I'm going to be in a career dealing with motorcycles my entire life. That's the coolest thing in the world. You know, I, I grew up obsessing over motorcycles. since I was yeah. a kid, small kid. And uh, it quickly turned into, holy cow, <laughs> like you start seeing the stereotypes within the industry and, yeah. and things like that. And then it was, you know, well, if I if I go this way or that way or, or whatever may, you know, I'll find a different, different passion within the industry and really like that. And I've fought that my whole life. Like it's, and I've never really, I've never been smart enough to be like, Oh man, I love, you know, I love this sport or I love this and that I'm going to not turn that into a business. It's just going (laughs) to be just going to be a passion. Right. And, uh, but the, and it happen- it happens at times with, uh, with you know building cars and and things like that. But I think that's the one thing that does that does keep me into it and kind of relights that passion and stuff. Like we'll get something really cool to do or yeah. come in and and for me it's fabricating. I love making yeah. things. Yeah. And. Every once in a while we get that cool project that it's like, okay, this is why I'm doing what I, what I do. I, I love doing this. I'm having fun out out here and I'm getting paid to do this. I'm getting paid to have fun, you <laughs> right. know? And I think that's what keeps me going in it. Yeah. And I've, I've thought about that a lot and I'm like, I'm like, man, as soon as it doesn't turn, as soon as it's not fun anymore, that's when you, right. You really just lose it. And yeah, I mean it's it's good. We we've, we've got a good crew here, so I mean it's it's the majority of the time. Yeah, we got to get work done, yeah. stuff like that. But right. I mean, we also we have we're able to have fun and stuff right. sometimes, you know, and hang out after work and yeah. and things like that. So I mean, it, that makes it that makes it a hundred percent better. Yeah, you know. But yeah, i've 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 seen that more than anything growing up in Michigan. It's a big time blue collar state. There's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of an opportunity to change st- that rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Start your own business, be an entrepreneur there. It's just, it's, it's a very hard state to do that. Yeah. So people fall into that nine to five, you know, factory job or working, working here to make a paycheck, um, budget their whole entire life around making that you know 17 18 dollars an hour and you know they live in a house that they can afford they drive a car that they can afford they you know and that's honestly that's where a lot of this that's why they're such huge sports fans yeah it's the only that's thing their you, outlet yeah it's the only thing you can do that you don't have to spend money to do i can right. turn on the tv and and yeah. be the best sports fan that right. i can possibly be for free you know yeah and, but I mean, growing up in that atmosphere and, and that's, that's part of the reason that I felt, I was 19, 20 years old when I first moved out of Michigan. Like I knew growing up, I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't, I want more for myself. I've got to go do something that's going to get me past that mediocrity of yeah. of America, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that is a, that's a huge thing. It's, um, you have to find something that you're passionate about, but you're, it also isn't going to ruin your passion for that thing. right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure you, you've probably started seeing it with the, with the coffee and cars thing that you do, you know, I mean at first it's great. Everybody's a car. Everybody's just like you. They like cars, you know, it can't get any better than that. Then all of a sudden you start getting into seeing a few stereotypes here and,
0: you know, yeah, stereotype. I mean, not that aspect in a sense, but man, it's more of just like now it's turning into work. That's not funding or paying yeah. anything. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's, it, it's still, it's passion based. I mean, even when I went to SEMA, I was just engulfed in that whole atmosphere and like, man, I've got to find a job in this industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just somehow tied to cars, I think. Um, I mean, I had a little car dealership and I had a lot of fun doing that, but it was also the same time I was jumping into this career, so I really couldn't do two things. And so, I don't know. Well, uh, I don't want to go be a car salesman anywhere and work yeah. those crazy hours, but. Um, we definitely I don't, don't want to build cars and work those crazy hours. No, no. I mean, I'll change my oil, maybe, but yeah. like you know, and do some minor stuff. But yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. I'm at a point in my life where I'd rather pay somebody to do that. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's just uh. I mean, I found that with IT. I mean, that's what I went and got my degree in. I thought that's where I wanted to be my rest of my life. But when I got into it and realized, no, I just like tinkering and love playing with technology and doing things. I don't like fixing people's printers. Yeah. I don't like fixing other people's problems. Yeah. I don't mind messing with my stuff. But, um, and now that I'm in the mortgage game, it's almost kind of the same. I mean, when I, for a long time, I really have enjoyed it. And it's like the same thing that. I do enjoy doing is the same thing that drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. And it's people. Like, I don't like being on the computer putting loan apps together and stuff. I like to be out talking to people, talking to first time home buyers, you know, explaining things or meeting with realtors and just doing stuff. But those are also the same kind of people that just absolutely drive me up the wall with certain things, you know, like, but that's just the business I'm in. You yeah. Know? And so you got to take the good with the bad and, just keep
1: rocking. You seem like that type of person that you like helping people. You like seeing people. I know firsthand. You're I, I. The thing that I like probably most about you is you like seeing people succeed. Yeah, you know, and that's that's why that's why I was asking you if it's if it's still a passion for you if you still love doing it and because that's like I could see that that part of it being what you like
0: about yeah. it. Dude, some of the best times are first-time homebuyers, you know, that never thought they'd own a house. Like, they were in that pattern just like their parents were. Their parents are 60 years old and have been renting their whole life, you know. And so they're just on that same trajectory. I had a closing last week. This lady was, like, I think 57, bought her first house. Awesome. like That's awesome. Dude, ecstatic, bro. Like, she's going to be a lifetime, like, cheerleader for us. Yeah, You know? Like, so, it's just... It's ones like that, that that it's more than a transaction, you know? Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that's what has fueled my business, I think, is that I treat everything like that, you know? Yeah. I like to see people buy a house and fulfill the American dream of home ownership and yeah. moving on to better things and, you know, investing in their, themselves instead of paying somebody else's mortgage, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, so yeah there's still – I'm not miserable – yeah. and I still enjoy aspects of it we've got a great people around me my assistant uh is one is her and her husband are some of our best friends yeah I mean they are our best friends and so I mean like they're the ones we're going to Daytona with yeah I don't know how we're going to keep work together when we're going out of town at the same time but <laughs> we'll see how that goes uh, when we come back yeah. to but um that, that's the other thing. I mean, I'm sitting here getting text messages right now from people, you know? So, like, it just net, real estate doesn't sleep. And so yeah. I'm on that same side as a realtor that I've got to be available. And I mean, while we were sitting here, I was in the office next door making a phone yeah. call, you know? So, like, it's just part of it. I think that's part of the reason, also, is that I just can't ever disconnect. Are you obligated to not shut it off? Not necessarily. But, like, if I don't answer that call from that realtor, they're going to call the next. Next guy in line, you know what I mean. So that was a deal that I could have had, and I'm, yeah. But at the same time, what's that costing me? Well, My sanity, you know. And so that's the, been the biggest thing I have focused on is uh setting boundaries. Yes, and, that
1: know, I think that's that is so important, and I I've never I never realized that till six months ago. Yeah.
0: And I try. I think Sundays are the days that I really try to not do much of anything and just answer with a simple text or something like that. Cause realistically it's Sunday. We're yeah. not going to close a loan on a Sunday anyways, exactly. or like it's a 30 day process. Like they still got to put their application in and get their docs and all that crap. So, I mean, it's still going to be like, but there's also been a time at seven o'clock at night, I've answered the phone and on a Sunday and got everything together. They were quick to get it in and had them all ready to rock, you know, for Monday. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, what did that cost me? It took me away from time with my wife that evening. We were, just hanging out, watch TV or whatever, but took away from time from that when realistically, had it just waited till Monday morning, I could have done the same Same thing in a 30-minute time span, and they would be in the same spot at 8.30 Monday that they were at 8.30 the night before, you know. And so there is a huge sense of urgency, but at the same time, like realistically, it's not do or die, you know.
1: Best thing I ever did, and, and I mean, it, it could hurt my business. It could, you know, I mean, I guess it, it could. I'm not going to look at it. Is I have two phones I have yeah. a business phone, I have a personal phone. I thought of doing that so bad. Like, my personal phone is after, before nine, after six. Yeah. If you're not calling me about, going to the gym if you're not calling me to go hunting if you're not calling me to go fishing whatever the hell it is i'm not talking to you yeah it's just it's as simple as that you know i mean it's when my times when it's my time to have my time it's my time that's it yeah on the weekends you know and there's weekends that i i set basically i set my hours that it it's if i'm gonna if i'm gonna come in here and work which i don't on weekends that that i'm set aside to spend time with family i right. don't work it's not happening yeah and you know i mean you'll see me out on it if i'm on at coffee and cars or if i'm on at a car show or anything like that that's work yeah that's you know i mean that's that's my time that i set aside to go out there talk to customers check out you know, customers' cars, cars that right. we've built, stuff like things like that, and to me, that's that's my time to work. You know, I mean, yeah, it's fun. You yeah. know, I mean, you're now, I'm working, and out there doing yeah. Something. yeah, yeah, and but it's you know, once I leave, once I leave that place, don't try to call it's me. Your time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back on my time. Right. And when you when you establish that and set hard boundaries, like it was, it was really hard at first because I had customers. Man, I'd I'd come in in the morning to to twenty seven thirty two texts. You know, yeah. Yeah. why aren't you calling me? What What are you doing? Why, you know, you don't establish when I talk right. to you. You know, it. I have business hours, and I'd call them at nine o'clock. Right. Well, I can't talk to you right now. I'll call you back. I was like, okay, well, Here's as,
0: long hours, as long right. as
1: long as you can call me back from yeah. nine to six, I'll talk to you. You right. know, and I mean, it's I I. You know, for a while there, I even felt bad about a couple a couple of customers. I mean, they work almost the same hours as I do, so like, oh man, I can't sit down and you know talk to you about my car and and where we're going with this build and and this and that. But I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna you know, you're not gonna call me at seven o'clock at night when I'm sitting down for dinner with my family right. and talk to me for two and a half hours about your car, right? It's you know yeah. how it's, bad do you
0: want it done, make it a priority and
1: And that's the thing, it's not that important. Yeah. It's you know, it's it can wait till tomorrow. It yeah. can wait till you have time. It can, you know, I mean, it's one of those things I'm only I'm only one man. Mm-hmm. I'm only gonna get as much done as I can possibly get done while I'm working, you know, and I mean it was it's actually made me more efficient. Right. It's made me more efficient because everybody has figured out that if they want to talk to me, they're going to talk to me at at that time. And even what's made me even more efficient is now you don't talk to me. You talk to the guy that runs everything and I work. Yeah. You know, I'm an employee at this point, you know, and it's the greatest thing that's ever (laughs) happened. It's uh, I love it. Um but I mean, if, yeah, if if you're going to, if you're going to talk to me, you're going to, you're going to set aside some time and you're going to, you know, and that's, that's when I will talk to you during business hours. And after that is my time and it's changed. It's changed my life in the last six months. I mean, absolutely changed everything. Cause it's like, I know when I walk out that door at six o'clock at night, shut it, it off. it's done. Yeah, it's done and i mean i think that's the hardest you know can you can you shut off the stresses of a of owning a business no you can never shut that off right i mean that that i'll carry with me yeah you know but having to carry the carry continue being open for business and carrying the the business ownership part of it is it's almost impossible yeah. i mean you you'll kill yourself right you know and i was yeah i mean I spent a lot of time, a lot of time, you know, working 12, 13, 14 hours, hours a day, go home, answer texts till <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Cause some, you know, somebody wants to, you know, well, oh, should we, should we build it like this? Should we do this steering wheel? Check out this, this right. camshaft I just bought, you know, or looked at for my car. And I mean, I could drive myself nuts forever doing right. that, yep. you know, and like you
0: said, it'll all be, in the, be there in the morning.
1: Yep. Yep. and it's it's actually i mean i didn't think that it i never thought it would be like that until i really got and it, and it took months to get there but as when it finally got there i was like you know what i'm more efficient cuz when i do decide You're intentional hey intentional with your time yeah yeah and when i do decide hey i'm going to work late or i'm going to come in early or or whatever the case is I don't have the phone ringing off the hook. I don't have that person bothering me. I can go in and get focused and get right to it. And it's, it's good quality, profitable time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that's the main thing. Money making activities. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like you can't sit there and talk to everybody all day long. You'll get nothing done for sure. Unless your job, unless you get paid to talk. Right. As soon as you get paid to talk, then you can talk all
0: day long. Yeah. And we have plenty of spots open for sponsorship. So if you're <laughs> interested, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. If you want to pay
1: <laughs> us to talk, let's go. Let's go. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think, I think that's a big step that you need to take.
0: Yeah. I need to be more intentional with my, dude, I've got an alarm on my phone that goes off at five 30 every day and it says, put up your phone. You, you know how many times and, and that's been there for since before Christmas well before Christmas you know how many times I've actually done it
1: you know what mine does hmm. stops ringing yeah
0: I need you just set something like that it just, <laughs> boom
1: it's done it doesn't ring unless you unless you are one of my closest friends in the world unless yeah. you're family unless I know your intention and you're and you're calling or texting me for either an emergency or a barbecue My phone doesn't ring.
0: Well, see that I've thought of getting, doing that and just getting my own, another number. But like this one would stop ringing at some point if I just stopped answering it at five o'clock every day. Yeah. Like it wouldn't ring during the day, you know, because. But would it? But would it? No. No, I guarantee it wouldn't. Like there's just certain aspects. But then it, then is like, well, just do that. And then you can give the number you want to to special people. And I'm like, well, like really everyone's special because they, they potentially could be a deal, you know, but it's like, then they share that number with somebody else. Then it's just like, Oh, you need to just call him on this number. He'll answer that one, you know? And so then it just starts getting around, you know? So I, that I know, goes,
1: yeah. that goes back to, you know, we've, we've had this conversation is, is who's an acquaintance and who's a friend. Let's not even go there. That's, that's a tough, yeah. Thing like I I went through that when I when I got that you know when I got that separate phone like I there was a ton of people I was like oh man you know I've I've built a car for this guy or I've I've you know I've done a ton of business with this guy I've become his friend and and things like that and I'm like but what is the chances that he's going to call me only for anything more than just yeah or something. Yeah, and, work related. Yeah, and what's what's the chances that I can set that boundary with that person? That that was the big question. Like, okay, this is I've done business with this person, but they have become a friend. Can I set that boundary of, "Hey, these are my hours. Do not call me <laughs> when it's yeah. not business hours for anything. I don't care if you need an oil change tomorrow. Yeah. I don't care what what's going on. Are you going to call me during 9 to 6 hours?" for that and if if you're calling me you better either need me or you better be calling me to to go get a drink or get dinner right. or something like right. that you know and it's i mean it's like i said it was a tough it was one of the toughest things i i did and it, for the longest time i was like i was like man you know what was really hard is once i got that phone like nobody knew the number yeah and I, I text they like thought you just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, te- I text my really close, close friends and family and stuff like that. I text them, Hey, I got this new number, you know, this is, you know, and if it's an emergency, if you need to get me at any time, this is the number to call. Um, if it's work, do not call this number. Yeah. And, and actually, I mean, I, I went through it with with a with my own business partner, yeah, and he laughed he laughed his ass off at it, but he called me it was like it's like seven thirty at night telling me he was he was gonna you know he was doing this or dropping this car off or whatever whatever the case is, and oh no no i I remember what it was it was during the day <laughs> it was like 11, 11 o'clock in the morning he called my called my personal number, and I told him I was like. You better be inviting me to go fishing, inviting me to go to <laughs> go to lunch, or or something along those lines. Why are you calling this number? Well, I didn't I didn't know which no, which number to call. I guess I said not this one and hung up the phone on him. <laughs> he called he called the the business phone back and he's like, "Did you just really hang up the phone on me?" I said, "This is my personal number and I mean it." Dang and. I
0: I got the VIP treatment when I was texting you last about car stuff, I guess. Probably. My bad. (laughs) Probably.
1: Or I forgot. I was like, Oh man, he wrote, he wrote me into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I've I've been intentional when I'm sending your number out now to make sure that like taking that number off your personal one and just like, here's the, here's their number. Give them a call here. You know, I just did it
1: to somebody the other day and it was, I mean, it was, it's potentially going to be a really big client. Um, got to, c8 corvette wants to do a bunch of stuff to it and everything else and he he called called my personal number and and uh he's like yeah started going on and i was like who are you right and he's like oh i got your number from so and so i was like all right cool well my business number is this so call that next time don't call this number he's like (laughs) oh man really i was like yeah lose this number (laughs) i was like sorry (laughs) I was like, I don't mean to be rude or anything like that, but this is my personal number. And, and then I, I text that person and I was like, not to be an ass or anything like that, but don't give that number out. Yeah. You have that number for a reason. Yeah. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry. But yeah, it's just, once you do it, I mean, it's, you need to do it. Yeah. I know. You need to do it. Maybe one day. It's, it sounds like painful. it, it is. It but sounds painful already. Yeah. It sounds really pain. Like when, when I first kind of thought about it and, and things, I was like, oh man, I'm going to lose so much business and my customers are so valuable. I got to talk to them all the time. And, and you know, I mean, I'm on, I'm on their schedule and this and that yeah. you live life at somebody else's schedule and you live a miserable life. Yep. That is it. Yep. There's no two ways around that. Yep. I agree. So,
0: all right. Well, I don't know if we'll get one out before Super Bowl. So, uh, give me your, uh, pick and your score.
1: Oh, I got to go with Chiefs. I got to okay. go with Mahomes. Probably, uh, 26
0: to 12. Okay. Well, I'm going to go off, um, I need to send you this TikTok, but on Hard Knocks with the Jets. No, yeah. is it Illuminati stuff? What, is, no, what no, does no. the Illuminati say? No. So <laughs> it was uh, this dude that he's not the Mentalist or something, but he he can he's crazy. Like can pick your card out or oh yeah you yeah know, whatever. So on Hard Knocks he was on there, and one of the he had one of the wide receivers up there, and he said, uh, "What team do you pick to be in the Super Bowl?" And he said it was going to be the team I'm playing on. And he said okay the jets and at the time he was with the jets and they they picked the jets versus San Francisco 31 to 21 okay well this dude got traded midseason to guess where San Francisco the chiefs oh so now he oh, is, yeah. he is a wide receiver playing for the he said for the team I'm playing for he's now playing for the chiefs so and I'm, he said I'm, what he he what was the score 31 so, 21 Thirty one twenty one. okay. Chiefs, Chiefs are gonna win. And it's gonna be thirty one to twenty one. I'm gonna go with that and just not a see bad, what happens. Not a bad choice. And so we can clip that, make a really cool TikTok whenever this wins and I can eliminate the whole other <laughs> part of it. But <laughs> I am gonna pick the Chiefs thirty one to twenty one. All right. Let's
1: <laughs> let's see what it does. What do you th- what do you think about the uh um have you ever seen the, the how the Simpsons predict the Super Bowl? Yeah, I've seen They predict all yeah, of the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's so crazy. Did they predict the Super Bowl this year? I don't know if they did. I, well, it's not on the air anymore, is it? Yeah, uh, I
0: think they're still. Yeah, I think they, they still, still, making, still episodes? making episodes. Yeah. Are they
1: really? Yeah, it's like the longest running s- sitcom or whatever. I did not think The Simpsons yeah. were still producing. I am episodes. like ninety nine percent sure it's still on. I gotta look it up now and see yeah. see what they predicted for the Super Bowl, yeah. or if they predicted the Super Bowl this year. Sure it's gotten really, really popular right. in the last few years, so maybe they're like, "Oh, we might miss it one of these times." So let's yep. stop doing that. Yep. <laughs> but now, well, well, all cool.
0: right. Well, uh, a person walks into an auto shop and says, "I'd like a gas cap for IKEA." The mechanic thinks for a few mo- moments and says, "Okay, that seems like a fair trade." <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> that was like a deep dad joke. <laughs> okay, right, last one. Why did the farmer ride his horse to town? Go. It was too heavy to carry. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Oh, Episode God. two. That's a wrap. I yeah. uh, enjoy it, man. That was uh, That was a good one. So guess we'll uh, see y'all next Good time. Good times. Good times. We'll see you.